Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a major player in AI. And this is actually one that I did not expect to succeed. It's kind of come out of nowhere and is literally challenging ChatGPT. And that is character.ai. So for those of you that don't know what character.ai is, briefly speaking, it's essentially an app where you can go on and chat with, there's a whole bunch of different bots of like people from history. So you can go chat with Steve Jobs or there's one for Einstein or Da Vinci or like all these different people. You can go create your own chat bots on there. You can share them. And essentially, right, you're, it's probably tied into something like ChatGPT anyways and OpenAI, um, or maybe they have a little bit of their own secret sauce in there. But essentially, it's just something where you go and tell like the chatbot, hey, act like Leonardo Da Vinci, always refer to X, Y, and Z, talk in this way, right? You share these bots that you make where you've just kind of given it a prompt to act in a certain way, and people absolutely love this. So character.ai is a venture-backed startup, and they're specializing in AI or customizable AI characters, right? Like I mentioned. And right now, as I said, they're actually currently closing the gap with ChatGPT in mobile app usage. So according to a bunch of different market insights that we got from SimilarWeb, um, with their Android and iOS apps, they have around 2.4 million monthly active users in the US. So character.ai is steadily gaining ground against ChatGPT, which currently has around 6 million million US monthly active users. So like literally ChatGPT, which is like the biggest AI tool of all time, right? This really like brought on this whole AI wave. Um, is at 6 million monthly active users on their apps and character.ai is at 4.2 million. So very, very interesting. I think following its launch back in May of 2023, character AI uh, reported a really, really impressive 1.7 million installs within its first week. So this was obviously a very hyped and very popular app right when it launched. Um, and I think although installs don't necessarily translate into active usage, the average mobile app sees around a 30-day retention rate of just 3 to 4% and uninstall rates of over 40% after 30 days. So this is, you know, according to data from Apps Flyer, um, but according to, you know, what we're seeing here, really character AI has managed to cultivate a very robust user base um, in the last couple months and not just like a robust user base, but like they're keeping people around, right? Four million uh, active monthly users, really, really impressive. So I think one caveat I will say is that when it comes to web-based interactions, right, they're not just like completely like ChatGPT isn't getting crushed by this, <laughs> by this other tool. Um, ChatGPT still definitely has the upper hand when it comes to web, 
um, web-based interactions. And so I think this kind of discrepancy likely stems from character AI's user preferences for engaging with their AI creations via mobile platforms rather than traditional websites, right? So this definitely has a much younger audience. These are people that love to use mobile phones or using this on their phone. And this is primarily like a phone tool for character AI. Whereas when you look at ChatGPT, this is something that's getting integrated by a lot of business professionals. Um, a lot of people are using this at work or just using this for their own life. And so a lot of that is happening at a desk behind a computer or on a laptop, right? And so um, I think you see a much higher usage actually for ChatGPT, not on a phone. And I think part of this too is like, you have to kind of think of like user and consumer habits, right? So they launched on on web first. And I remember being like, you know, refreshing the feed, like, man, when are they gonna come up with like a new app for ChatGPT? I'd love this on my phone. Um, a whole bunch of people made knockoffs of ChatGPT apps and a ton of people downloaded those and used those. I of course didn't wanna do that because like I never wanna knock off. They're gonna try to like, you know, monetize my data or they're gonna like uh, charge me for it, whatever, right? And I just knew like, I'll just get ChatGPT. I already had ChatGPT premium. I wanted the GPT-4. Um, and so by the time ChatGPT came out for mobile, like honestly, I have it on my phone. It's not even logged in. Um, I'll, I'm going to get there. I, I used it on like the web browser on my phone for a while. Uh, but honestly, it's like usually I'm using it when I'm sitting down. Um, I'm working on these podcasts or I'm working on different projects. I need it to come up with like a paragraph or a thing uh, for this or that or respond to an email chain. Um, there's all sorts of things I use it for, but it's usually when I'm sitting down at a computer or, you know, I'll, I'll direct a virtual assistant to kind of do a bunch of different things for me using ChatGPT. And I'm like, hey, this is the prompt I use that it works. I usually figure it out first and get, then kind of like uh, automate it. But overall, I think this definitely contributes to the fact why uh, ChatGPT has a little bit lower numbers when it comes to the, the app. So I think on a global scale, ChatGPT continues to really dominate the mobile app arena with 22.5 million monthly active users compared to characterize, character.ai's 5.2, right? So globally, uh, ChatGPT is obviously beating character.ai. This isn't. This shouldn't even be something that it's like, I have to say, this should be like, well, obviously ChatGPT is the biggest, they're going to be doing the best. So it's kind of funny when someone builds like a product based off of, um, is, is building a product based off of ChatGPT and uh, they're, they're kind of catching up. So, but in the US specifically, that's where this app is uh, very, very popular. So, and that's according to Android data. So I think what's really intriguing in this demographic variance between these two platforms, right, is that we see character.ai appeals largely to a much younger audience. I think nearly 60% of its web traffic is coming from 18 to 24 year olds, uh, that, that kind of demographic. Um, and I think this pattern remains really consistent over the summer, even as ChatGPT's traffic in this demographic dropped around 27% um, in July from 30% in April. So ChatGPT is seeing like kind of a drop in a younger demographic using it. Um, maybe they're moving on to other more sophisticated software. Maybe they're deciding they don't need it. Maybe it was just a fun thing to play with. I'm not sure exactly where uh, where that lies. But I think other AI companies like Perplexity.ai, Midjourney, Anthropic, Bard, they're also lagging behind Character.ai in engaging this younger demographic. So they really do have a, a bit of a, a stranglehold on this younger demographic. And they have only, um, I think, uh, Perplexity AI is at around 22.7% of uh, the audience, 
Then you got Midjourney with 22%, Anthropic with 25%, and Bard with 18%. So ChatGPT hasn't been without its challenges, right? Uh, routers reported a 3.2% decrease in global website visits in August. So they it seems to be kind of dying down a little bit. Um, a lot of this might be like, okay, this was a big, huge fad. It was amazing. People were like excited. There's a lot of hype around it. I guess fad isn't a good word, but hype, right? Um, at the beginning, back in uh, at the beginning of the year. And so now it is the year's kind of progressing. Maybe people are using it less. They're not testing it out, asking it funny little questions. This is more like a tool for people that are using it for an actual use case now. So I see um, while there is a slight decrease in usage, I see the usages being more ingrained and uh, being more useful, the outputs that are now being generated. And that's actually following like that 3% decrease is following a 10% dip in each of the prior two months. So it really has seen a, a slow kind of decrease in usage. Um, and user engagement also declined with an average time spent on the site going from around 8.7 minutes in March to uh, seven minutes in August. But the whole like average time spent on the site falling, I really, I don't put a lot of merit in that specifically because I know I, for one, well, actually I just leave a chat GPT tab open all the time on my computer. So I don't know really how they measure that, right? I'm 24 hours on that thing, but uh, actually using it, maybe it's the usage when I'm actually sitting there on the site. Well, two things happen. Number one, they're making it faster. So it gives you your results faster. So going from 8.7 minutes to uh, seven minutes seems like, well, maybe it can just come up with responses quicker. So it literally, that could be a contributing factor to that. And the other thing is I now have a number of prompts that I use for everything. I've kind of labeled them on ChatGPT. And like when I have a project, I literally have, I just like grab the piece of information I have, plunk it into my prompt that I already have set there on ChatGPT and it runs it and I'm like in and out super quick. So I think the like the site usage i don't i wouldn't put a lot of merit in that metric as like i think people are just getting better at it they're knowing how to use it they know what they're using it for they're not sitting there experimenting so much when you got to sit there and like develop a prompt it's going to take you a minute but once you've developed it now all of a sudden you can crank tons of stuff out super fast so i wouldn't put a lot of weight on that however similar web's data indicates a recent uptick as the school year resumed so marking a 0.4 percent increase in the u.s web traffic and a three percent month over month rise in unique u.s visitors for august so Evidently, as school's getting back in session, uh, a lot of people are using this to help them brainstorm for their homework, perhaps to just do all of their homework for them, right? We know that it's probably going to give you not an incredible job on a paper or whatnot, but definitely gives you some good pointers and gets you started. And I mean, I've used it to write entire things that I just go tweak and fix up after. So um, really impressive tool. But I think, yeah, the school year is going to start seeing a big uptick on that. So I think while it remains to be seen whether character.ai will become more than just a fad, right? Um, I think the company has a lot of resources for growth thanks to a massive $150 million Series A funding round uh, that valued it at a billion dollars. So the co-founders are Noam Shazir and also Daniel D. Friedas, and they're really seasoned AI experts who previously worked at a Google team responsible for Lambda, um, which of course is Google's really impressive AI competitor to ChatGPT. And they are a significant part of the whole appeal, right? This is why they were able to go and raise $150 million is because it had this kind of rock star team. So Sarah Wang, who is from A16Z, described the, the duo, right, the founders of this company as, quote, trailblazers in AI for nearly two decades. And so she was kind of, essentially, she was just praising their um, comprehensive platform that really allows character.ai to um, iteratively improve its product as user and great engagement grows, which obviously it is growing very fast. So character.ai has yet to, um, I don't know, they, they haven't really commented or made any public statements on their social media or anything about this data from SimilarWeb. But I think the evolving landscape suggests a very promising future for this 
you know, it's like it's a rising star in AI, right? This is one of the big companies that is essentially um, working with another with other AI technology and creating something really powerful. And specifically, they found product market fit and a way to go straight to the consumer. And so I got to give them massive props to everyone over at character.ai. It's going to be interesting to follow this company and see what their growth trajectory is, um, how they grow, how they fight off, you know, this churn that a lot of people are concerned about, right? Because maybe with a product like this, where it's like, go talk to Leonardo da Vinci, maybe you had some questions you want to ask Leonardo da Vinci, you ask him, you're done, whatever, can you move on, right? So I think they're going to have to fight to make sure that they are like an actual, more than just an interesting thing to try, that they're a, a very useful tool that people use frequently. And I mean, I could see myself being like, hey, like I have this strategy idea for marketing. Let me go ask Steve Jobs about X, Y, Z and, and that being like useful. But it's, they've got to really build this in a way where it's more than just um, something on your phone, perhaps, that you uh are just like playing with. This has got to be like a really powerful tool. So definitely a company we're going to be watching and very curious to follow into the future. Um, thank you so much for tuning into the AI chat podcast. If you like these podcasts, please uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.